Welcome to the Soul Connection with Dr. Christy Ann Lefferts, also known as Dr. K. On our program, we bring you stories of faith, holistic connections, and so much more. Now, please welcome your host, Dr. K. Hey, welcome back to the Soul Connection. I want to welcome you. I'm your soul doctor, Dr. K, your hostess for this hour. And we have a fantastic show for you today. The Soul Connection is a show devoted to empowering your soul with the understanding of how our social, biological, psychological, and spiritual influencers impact our daily lives. Today, I am so honored to have two highly esteemed guests and elders, men of faith, that have joined me for a faith discussion about what is happening in our daily lives that impacts our emotion, our soul, and the collective soul of all of us as a people. I want to, first of all, take a really really quick shout out to our listeners around the world. We have hit 48 countries last month, and I love having to go to the globe to check out and remind myself where all these countries are. It's so exciting. And we just give a shout out to all of you around the world listening to us. A big welcome back for our first guest, Pastor William Hefner of Life Destiny Church in Mesa, Arizona. He's a spiritual contributor to our show. Yay! We're so happy to see you. Um, I thank Thank you you for coming back again and for one of our first-time guests. And I'm ecstatic to have the privilege of introducing and having Rabbi Jonathan Burness of the Jewish Voice join us today. Thank you so much for joining us. We just truly are ecstatic to have you. All yes. right. Yes, we are. Glad to, be Glad to you. have you here, Jonathan. Very happy yeah. to be here. Thank you. You are such a, um, a well-traveled man. It's hard to get on your schedule. So I am so happy that you took the time to share your wisdom, both of you, because you know, right now people are really looking for hope. People have been looking for a savior all over the world. They've been looking a lot of the times in the wrong places. You know, there's fear and and a lot of people are scared with all of the changes that have been going on. Some people are angry because fear can produce a lot of anger as well. There's a lot of things moving around in our atmosphere right now. Um, As a holistic practitioner, uh, we look at spiritual roots of disease or can also be tied to fear. And, you know, who have I placed my trust in? And that's what we're asking. And as two men of very strong faith, I'm so happy to have this discussion with you, because if you place your trust in people who are spreading fear over the the media and the airways and flip-flopping from one, one, you know, um, recommendation to another, and people are getting all of these confused messages, you know, we have to really, as a people, decide who we're putting our faith and trust in. And Jesus said, you know, he says, fear not, because he's the healer and the comforter. So Rabbi Jonathan, your ministry represents a, a really good representation of what relationship looks like. And our soul needs rest, restoration through the relationship of a a spiritual root and a spiritual relationship. So I'd love to start with having you tell us a little bit about your ministry and how you are exemplifying it. Well, our ministry is just a reflection of what happened in my life 42 years ago. I was a 20-year-old college student raised in a Jewish home, believing that God was uh, believing in God, but that he was this distant power that was off the scene, that at one time in our history as Jews, he had spoken to Abraham, uh, the patriarch spoken to Moses and did mighty works in Egypt, but now he was off the scene and unreachable uh, for many Jews. Uh, there, there wasn't even a belief in God, just the survival of the Jewish people but he was this nebulous force that was a a figure of history. Uh, I had an encounter with him through a friend that began to uh, reach out to me with uh, the message that had changed her life just months earlier, that she was ready to commit suicide. She was so depressed. She wandered into a pool hall and heard the gospel and her life was transformed. And she began to ask me questions like, what's gonna happen after you die? 
why are you here on this earth? Questions I had contemplated since I was six years old. And again, uh, raised being taught all about these great miracles of the God of Israel, but not understanding how we could have a relationship with him. And she had experienced God. So I went to her Bible study and uh, was confronted with the idea, really for the first time, that sin, my sin was separating me from God. And I went home and contemplated what I had heard and was moved enough to actually begin to read the Bible. Now, many people think that the Jewish people know the scriptures for the people of the book, but I had never read the scriptures. I had only heard the stories of the people of Israel and the, the kind of the highlights. So I, I searched for a Bible, finally found a Bible and read the New Testament and uh, was expecting to read about this Jesus who I thought was the God of Christianity, the son of Mr. and Mrs. Christ. I'd say that Jewish people don't, <laughs> don't have a unified belief, but we have a unified, uh, there's unity about what we don't believe. I think that Judaism is more defined by what we don't believe or who we don't believe. We don't believe in Jesus. And so I expected to read the story about uh, this foreign God and discovered that Jesus was Jewish, that all his uh, file first, the first followers were Jewish, that he was born in Israel, not in Rome, in the Vatican. And as I read on, I started to experience something. Experience is the word. It wasn't a, this head knowledge. wasn't a book about history. I felt something going on in my heart. And over a period of time, my life was transformed. And I realized that the story of the Bible, beginning in really in Genesis, all the way through the New Testament, isn't about a religion, about religion, because I thought there was basically the religion of Judaism and our, our preservation as the Jewish people and the religion of Christianity, which are not in, in great terms after 2000 year history that hasn't been such a great history. But the real story of the Bible is a relationship with a God who cares about us. The same God who spoke to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses is alive today. And for 42 years now, I've been living that out and, uh, and telling people about the God who changed my life, who was very real and personal. It's not about religion. It's about relationship. And that really, I think, uh, typifies Jewish voice. That summarizes what Jewish voice is about. We're telling people, the Jew first, as it says in Romans 1.16, that Jesus is the promised Messiah. And he brings us into this relationship with the God who created us, the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Christy, I've had the joy of seeing thousands, literally thousands of Jewish people and their neighbors in places like uh, uh, the former Soviet Union, Ethiopia, Zimbabwe, respond to the gospel and have watched their lives changed as they've encountered the living God. Yeah, that's really amazing. Excuse me, Pastor William, would you like to share? Well, I think in these in the world today, I think there's a great fall away because of the pandemic. People are losing faith. And if I, um, I, I just really hurt inside for all of these people because they're 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 thinking, well, what is God doing? It's getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And and I just wanted to um, talk about uh, Joshua for just a short second here. Joshua was the one that went with Caleb into the promised land and came back and said that uh, we should go ahead and enter this land of promise. And yet everybody else said we're we're ants and they're their sight. We're, we're just little nothings and they'll just destroy us. And he said, no, but I believe in, I believe in the God of, um, I, I believe in God and what, what he has to do for us. And, you know, he entered into the promised land and he got to, Joshua got to lead them into the promised land. And when he got into the promised land, God helped him through all kinds of wars that they went through and troubles and things like that. And then one day, all of a sudden, God didn't talk to him. And if, when you're reading the Bible, you'll find out that God didn't speak to Joshua. 
for 15 years. 15 years he didn't hear from God, and yet he never lost his faith because he knew God was doing something in the background. And so in these times right now, we need to we need to understand that we shouldn't lose our faith. It looks like we're in trouble right now, but if we would cling to our Lord and God, he would help us through this perilous time. And while we're doing that, we the reason we're on your particular program is because we want to tell the people, take care of your body while you're doing it, as well as your spirit. And that's what I wanted to say. Amen. That is a great, great segue. Absolutely. Um, as we talked about spiritual roots of disease being fear, fear creates this, this reality of victimhood. And victimhood can start really leaking into all aspects of your relationship, be it your spiritual relationship, your social relationship, and it can bring a lot of undue stress onto your body. So the, the, our show is called The Soul Connection because people have to understand that when you have something you can believe in that's greater than what man can offer, then you don't have to fear what's on the earth. You have an eternal vision. And, um, you know, looking toward um, where you both came from, this Jewish background that is steeped very heavily in uh, different rituals of religion, right? You, you both grew up with a lot of rituals of religion. I did too. I grew up Catholic and there's a, there was a checklist that we had to go through. So similar. Christian yes. So similar. Catholicism <laughs> and Judaism, the, the, the institutionalization and, and shift from relationship to religion. There, there's just so many parallels between the two. Absolutely. You know? And I know a lot of people that have fallen away because they say, I don't want religion because they're missing the power of the relationship. Amen. Yes. And yes. Mm. Can I, can so, I, there's another verse yeah. that I think is so appropriate and it just keeps coming to my mind. Uh, and it's really appropriate for, for the fear and the, and the, 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 uh, the uncertainty and I think isolation that this pandemic has, has brought to the earth and to, to, to believers, to Christians, sadly, without a vision, we're told the people perish without a vision. Right. If you, if you drill into the Hebrew, it's better interpreted without a prophetic revelation. Uh, the people perish or actually cast off restraint. The idea here is that when people stop hearing God speaking, again, talking about the re relationship versus religion, when people stop encountering the, the, the word of the Lord, the presence of the Lord, they begin to cast off restraint. They, they begin to enter into fear, into lawlessness. A society begins to decay. That's, I think, a message for believers during the pandemic that our lifeline is hearing the voice of God. Absolutely. Not, news, not watching the news all day, but the good news, but focusing on the good news and having ears to hear that God is speaking through this, that he's still on the throne and that we, if we lose vision, if we lose prophetic direction, we begin to slip into all of the horrible things, the decay of uh, an anguish of, of fear and hopelessness and depression and falling back into the old ways of life, Egypt, if you will, where there's mm. no life. But our lifeline is vision, is hearing the voice of God, being directed by the voice of God, having ears to hear and eyes to see. And if we'll operate that way, God will, will use us during this difficult time and as a lifeline for other people that are in need. I see what's going on as an incredible opportunity for us to communicate the most relevant and important news that, that, that anyone can hear. And that's the good news that God's still on the throne. Okay. We have uh, maybe people in office we're not happy with, but God is in control. He's on the throne and he's speaking. 
And if we'll listen and we'll walk in vision and divine revelation, my gosh, the greatest times are yet ahead. That is great. That's great. We have a one minute before we go to break. Uh, what do you say there, Pastor William? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you say? Are you, was, he, well, that was fantastic, wasn't it? He just yeah, left us. And, really great. And, and, you know, we were. Ta- I was talking about Joshua, and, and after that 15 years, um, God blessed him in so many ways. And w- sometimes we have to sit back and look at the blessings that we've received during those hard times, and we're in those hard times right now. And we need to understand that we need to continue to thank God for it and take care of ourselves and and to not only physically, but spiritually, especially spiritually, we need to take care of ourselves and uh, not to lose our faith and to inspire others. And my whole purpose of, of living in meaning is I've found that if I can make someone else happy, that makes me happy. And it's because when I'm making them happy, I'm really sharing the Lord with them. And the Lord is trying to cheer them up and that the Lord turns around and blesses me. So we all need to be trying to help others. And they, there was a great thing that came out one time, long time ago. They said, they say, pay it forward, pay it forward. That's, yes. That just, that is just in my in my eardrums all day long. Just Amen. pay it forward. Thank you, Amen. Lord, for all you do. And yes. all right. Well, we're gonna, we got to go to break with that, but we're going to come back for our next section. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or Amazon Kindle. The Voice America interactive radio player powered by Aircast gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for your iPhone, Android, or Amazon Kindle powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play. The Soul Connection with Dr. K is a forum of expert guests coming together to showcase holistic lifestyles and spiritual connections. Host Christy Ann Lefferts, also known as Dr. K, will speak with authors, medical professionals, leaders in faith and business, and other national figures who will share stories, advice, expertise, and testimonials of faith. Get ready to feed your soul. Tune in for The Soul Connection, live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, or listen on your time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to The Soul Connection. If you'd like to call in during the live show, call us at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to holisticwellnesstampa at gmail.com. And now, back to this week's show. Hey, welcome back to the Soul Connection. I want to give a quick shout out to the MyPillow group. Use promo code SOUL, S-O-U-L, and support Mike Lindell and his fabulous pillow uh, bedding, his premium product line there. So SOUL, S-O-U-L. Now, in this next segment, I want to talk a little bit about passing the baton to the next generation, because what we were talking about in our last segment a bit was what is the benefits of of creating this relationship versus just doing a checkbook type of religion where you you go and you do things, but it's not really changing your heart. And, And where we get the power from is when we get rid of the heart of stone and we, we let God give us a heart of flesh. And when we went, before we went to break, you were talking about the heart of servanthood. And that is, I think, one of the fruits that come out is you start having and caring and, and, and wanting to do things for one another. And, and Rabbi Jonathan, you have this phenomenal ministry that goes all over the world serving your, your fellow brothers and sisters in need, correct? Yeah, that's what we do. We're going to uh, some of the uh, remotest areas of the world the bush of Zimbabwe, we're going into the mountains of Ethiopia, and we are encountering 
Jewish communities that have never heard the gospel before, uh, and they're wide open. And we use medical uh, clinics. Uh, we provide water purification systems, uh, food, clothing, and it's to earn the platform to share our faith. I heard this adage as a young leader uh, almost 40 years ago, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. Absolutely. And that has always stuck with me. So we've been looking to fill needs, to earn the platform, to share a message that is absolutely transformational. And that's the good news that there really is a God who cares. And he sent his Messiah, the, the Messiah of Israel, but the savior of the world to redeem us, to redeem us individually uh, and bring us into a relationship with him. And I'll tell you, it works. When you serve people, they really want to know why. And mm-hmm. we have the answer because there's a God who loves you. And I want to say that to anyone listening that may be struggling. There is a living God, a, a, the same God who created the world, who created you, who truly loves you and cares about you. Amen. Amen. And a lot of people really need to hear that right now because families have been torn apart. There's been so much divisiveness and, you know, the, the suicide rates, I, I had amen clinics on a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about the number one cause right now, of death in the, in the UK for their children is suicide because they're being isolated and masked and and told they can't touch one another. And, you know, it's horrible what's going on. So it's more important than ever that people have the spiritual root to know that no matter what goes on around them, there is a God, an almighty father, someone that will never leave them, never forsake them, never, never surprise, attack them, never ambush them, who loves them, who cares about them, that they can put their faith in. They don't, You don't need man to love you when you know that the creator of the world, that you're made in his image, and he loves you. I think it's more important than ever to to share that message. Yes. And I wanted to segue a little bit with when I saw you last, Pastor William, I was at your church and I um, I did a talk. I was your guest speaker on prayer altars. And you know, my, my passion is prayer. Uh, I'm, I, I love, it's probably one of the the things I love the most to do. And when I was getting ready to do the segment on passing the baton, there was a a certain point that God had brought back to mind in what I was talking about, because I was talking about altars and I was using the physical altar story of the, the nation of Israel. And as Solomon married the foreign woman who, who brought, started this pagan altar, a curse came upon his son, and we had the division of Judah into Judah and Israel. And a lot of people don't know that there was two kingdoms that it split. And as we go down the history of Israel, and I did this in part of my PhD studies, um, we have, it was birthed with a king that had evil altars. And if you look after each king, it tells you how, what they did, and it relates the altars. And the altars, for those of you who don't know what that is, those were places where they went to worship, and they were evil, and they did human sacrifices. They were very gruesome, and they got really bad under Ahab. And, um, but what God wants is our altar, our altar of prayer and worship. We all are putting up an altar every day and we need to step back because if you look, he judges on what we're doing with these altars in our lives. Are they good? Are they evil? And the whole nation of Israel suffered because if you read through, God judges each king according to what they did and the altars are tied to their actions. So where you put your praise, your actions follow and so does the judgment. And the whole history, because that that nation was birthed on with a king with bringing evil altars into this. And you go down and all the kings except for Jehu were evil and they all practiced the evil altars. And even Jehu, Jehu was sent by God to clean out this mess, but he ignores the evil altars and his son and his grandsons, they do the practice of 
the pagans with the evil altars. And so his bloodline gets wiped out after four generations, and eventually the whole nation of Israel goes into exile. But, you know, I wanted to bring that up and because God had put that on my heart as he is looking for these altars and it's for our benefit because where we put our praise is, is and where we put our worship, he's a jealous God. So anyways, um, d- the Jehu figure, we often um, as Christians, and I, I think the Jewish community as well, oftentimes ties that image to Donald Trump in the current situation. But uh, sometimes people bring in this character into your life to shake things up. And sometimes it may look bad, but the shakeup is a wake up. So that that's kind of my, my segue for you, Pastor William. Um, what are you seeing as far as, you know, the shaking up in the community and what you're doing? Um, how is it waking up your people? And our people are starting to become aware of these altars in their lives, just like the, 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 the Jews had to wake up and, and they didn't, even though Jehu came and he shook everything up, they ended up because they ignored it. And sometimes we ignore our sin, right? Our little pet things we like to do. And he ignored it. And the, the culture was so strong. So as Christians, we got to we got to step up. We got to take on this culture because we don't want our children going back. So yes, this is um, a really trying times, and and Jehu had the opportunity to be able to um, clear everything out and really turn turn things around, and then his children didn't follow. Uh, we're seeing. Um, a generation now where the the children have grown up and they're not following and our nation is in turmoil and yet we saw a period of time um, you know before the pandemic came along um, we we saw things getting better i think mm-hmm. this is making the people hungry and so i'm i'm really steeped into the place where if we would take the time to sit down with the Lord and talk to him and change our prayer, change our thoughts, get rid of the automatic negative thoughts and and start thinking on the good things, um, we can help others. And through that, it helps us strengthen us to be able to go through these times. Um, God is trying to wake the world up, I believe. I believe that he wants to work, wake the world up and, and um, pour out again and, and see the altars cleansed. The altars are no longer for uh, bloodthirst, but it's, it's an altar of cleansing. It's an altar of, of honoring God. And I think that we need to get strong again. And we, the Bible is open in so many different ways i i just um right now i've got uh i'm i'm with a, i spent all morning this morning with a with a a person who was thought he was uh orthodox then he was reformed and then he just didn't go um he didn't feel like he fit and he was going well but he knows that there is a god and as we talk about it and start teaching him in those things, all of a sudden he's he's been coming now for for several several months and is starting to get into um, what, what what we're doing um, and explaining the entire Bible to him. And he's just like, wow, it's it's something to hope for. There's hope in all of this. And so um, that's all I can say. And so we're starting a. a uh, he's he's committing to going through some studies and and I for one just need to tell everybody this may be steeped into the Old Testament don't know understand the New Testament sit down and read the book of Romans uh, it is just absolutely amazing it will just talk about all of the things that we it will answer almost every single question you have is as to 
what is God trying to do? It's it's really a truly book to to look at, and so I just encourage everybody to stay strong, stay in there praying, stay in there um, reaching out. He didn't even know who he was calling, and and uh, he he had some terminal illnesses. One of them was cancerous, and and he just said, I, I know you're there. I believe in you. Help me, and he got healed. And yes, he that he's supposed yes. to be. He's supposed to be. And all the people that we're praying for, we're having, we're starting this pandemic, I thought was hurting us, but it's really helping us because now we're seeing people that are getting coming in and asking for praise and we're praying or for prayer and we're starting to pray for them. And we are seeing them getting healed of cancer, healed of different sicknesses and, and diseases. And it's starting to grow. We need to go back and realize that we can pray for these things. Luke 9.1 says that I give you power and authority over all evil and to cure sicknesses and diseases. We Amen. need to take that to heart. Yes, yes. And and part of that is what we believe, the power of belief, how we're raised. Do we believe that we can actually overcome things? Mm-hmm. Um, the placebo effect, you know, when they when they term this uh, coin, this term placebo effect, it was to rule out the power of belief, not to rule in the power of belief, because belief you could actually heal yourself. And they had to take that out of the equation when they're doing their clinical trials and tests. And that's where you came up with control groups and everything else. Rabbi Bernus, to you. Yeah, I, I think that adversity really bring, brings us to the point where we have to face where have we placed our faith. And so I, I, I think that's a good place to be at. Yes. Uh, Adversity has brought the greatest growth. If you look at the history of the uh, New New Testament believers of the church, the, the greatest growth has come at the times of greatest adversity. The greatest personal growth comes not in the days of plenty, but in the days of adversity. Paul says it well when he says, I want to experience the power of your resurrection with victory and breakthrough, but also the fellowship of your, of your sufferings, that fellowship, we, we miss that, especially in American culture. We, we don't miss that, that the greatest times of fellowship and intimacy with the Lord come at the times of the greatest need and the greatest disappointments and the greatest trials. I don't want to miss those. Not in, not in my life, not in my relationship with the Lord. I've lost seven friends uh, and my mother in the last eight months they have wow. brought me to a place of intimacy with the Lord that I'm cherishing right now and very, very thankful for. And I just encourage everybody listening, don't miss the opportunities of fellowship with the Lord in the times of greatest adversity. Mm, that's a good word. Very good word. Yeah, we'll be heading to break in just a minute, but I have also lost um, a number of people. We've had four people intimately and uh, that I work with intimately here in the ministry as ministers. And, um, you know, it was very shocking to go from loss to loss to loss. And, but I'll tell you on the other side of it, I know because my faith is that they are actually all in a much better place. And now they're interceding for us and they're, they're rooting for us and they're out of the pain, the chaos and everything else of this world. They have the big picture and it is so comforting for me. I find faith to be one of the most comforting things, the most comforting gift of all that all is not lost, that they are still useful. They are, they are not just floating around in the clouds. They are still doing something. And I believe they're interceding for us here on earth. Yes, so with that, we're going to come back in uh, just a moment, and we're going to talk about our collective soul. The Soul Connection with Dr. K is a forum of expert guests coming together to showcase holistic lifestyles and spiritual connections. Host Christy Ann Lefferts, also known as Dr. K, will speak with authors, medical professionals, leaders in faith and business, and other national figures who will share stories, advice, expertise, and testimonials of faith. Get ready to feed your soul. Tune in for The Soul Connection, live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time 
or listen on your time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or Amazon Kindle. The Voice America interactive radio player powered by Aircast gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for your iPhone, Android, or Amazon Kindle powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play. You are listening to The Soul Connection. If you'd like to call in during the live show, call us at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to holisticwellnesstampa at gmail.com. And now, back to this week's show. Hey, welcome back to the Soul Connection. We're continuing our fascinating discussion with Rabbi Jonathan Burnus from the Jewish Voice. He has an international ministry of hope. He serves Jews all over the world. Um, I'm so happy to have you with us. And our spiritual contributor out of Mesa, Arizona, Pastor William Hefner. Moving forward, um, I wanted to mention a little bit about our collective soul. Uh, we stopped before break talking about how the the altars matter, the praise matters, the worship matters. In my household, my son sees his mother praying, worshiping, doing scriptures. I take charge of our atmosphere all the time. Uh, and you know what? He goes to church and I see him raising his hands and he he's, you know, he's growing up with it. It's a normal because it's a baton, it's a baton that I'm passing from my generation to his. Um, it wasn't normal in, in my household, but I'm making it a normal from the household that I grew up in to the household that I've established for my son to grow up in. And so it really does matter what we're showing our children. He's not seeing me run around and be all worried and full of fear, but we have to stand because they're watching us. They're watching us. If, if we act like we're full of fear and, um, you know, they're going to be full of fear. If we act, Hey, I am confident in the Lord and I know he's established our household. And I have this eternal perspective that, you know, this period of life, God has given us, yes, to be stewards on this world, to serve one another, but it's a small fraction of my overall eternal being. And it's it's a perspective change. So with that, um, I want to turn this over to you to talk a little bit about your youth program, Rabbi uh, Jonathan, and go ahead. Well, thank you. Uh, first, let me say this, that it's an ideal in, in Judaism. Uh, as a people, this is, goes back to the Torah, uh, that we are to diligently teach our children. And th- this, is, this is something that I, I think hasn't been well carried out by uh, the, the church universal. I'm talking about the believing church in really focusing on diligently raising our children in the ways of God. Uh, all of the, the, the holidays, for example, the cycle of life in the Jewish calendar is, is dedicated to bringing the children into their history and their tradition, their heritage. Uh, Passover is such a great example. The youngest, it, part, of, part of the Passover Seder, the dinner, where we're commemorating the exodus out of Egypt as the youngest child, the youngest male, now the youngest child is asking the question, why is this night different from all other nights? What four questions, why do we, uh, why do we do these things? And then the eldest answers those questions of the youngest. And I grew up in that environment, sadly, without that relationship with God, but a rich heritage of learning about the, the, my ancestors and their their faith. I wish that translated more into faith in God because the Jewish community is pretty divided 
between those that have an active faith with God that are, uh, we would call them orthodox uh, and very conservative, and the, the, the greater majority that's very left-wing because they're trying to carry out the role of the Jewish people as a light to the nations without a relationship with God. But what, that, that rich heritage and imparting that heritage to the children is such a key part of Jewish faith biblically, from a biblical perspective. Mm-hmm. I felt this transition in my life, Christy, about uh, 10 years ago, that I was to focus the, the, my time and energy on the next generations. And so I started a group, incidentally, that I'm calling Heritage. You, kn- you know why, because mm-hmm. I just explained why. And of all places, I felt led to uh, start it in Los Angeles. Los Angeles, first of all, uh, has the third largest Jewish population in the world. It's the second largest Jewish community in America, but the third largest in the world outside of New York and greater Tel Aviv. There's almost a million Jewish people in the greater LA area. Uh, This has been on my heart actively, as I said, for about 10 years. um, And I've been venturing into it the last uh, almost three years. My father died when I was very young. And very suddenly of a heart attack. And I think around that age, I started to feel like I, I have to, to legacy is really important. Uh, and I've got to, I've got to focus on the next generations for our movement, for uh, which we call messianic Judaism. Uh, j- just what I'm doing, uh, reaching Jewish people in the nations and their neighbors has to be carried on by the next generation. So I began a succession plan. I'm now 62, but focusing uh, a lot of attention on reaching millennials and reaching Gen Z. I have a, a two younger kids. I got married. I didn't get married till I was 43, but I have a 16 year old and a 10 year old daughter, two daughters about to be 17 and 11. And I, I want to leave them that legacy of walking mm-hmm. with God, of knowing God. And we're seeing, I'm seeing dozens and dozens of young Jewish people in LA responding to the gospel. They're getting, they're really catching fire for the Lord. And I believe, I believe along with the darkness that's been coming upon the world, I don't think it's going to disappear. I think we're we're in for more shaking, but we're also going to see that that this is just me. I'm convinced we're going to see a great outpouring also, that there is a revival coming as the prophet Haggai wrote, the latter house shall be greater than the former. And Joel, Joel, the prophecy of Joel, I will pour up my spirit on all flesh. Uh, I just, I just have the conviction that God's going to do something powerful on the earth, that he's going to do something powerful with the Jewish people. Romans 11 talks about the blindness coming off of their eyes yes. and then all Israel knowing him. I believe we're entering into those days and my assignment now is to focus on young people in Los Angeles, incredible talent and a place of influence. Wouldn't it be great if there was a move of God in the, uh, in the music industry, a move oh, of yes. God in the entertainment industry. And instead of pumping out this anti-God, anti-Bible stuff, there was actually more excellent movies and television that celebrated the, the, the God of creation and relationship with him. That, that's, my, that's my hope and my vision. So that's, that's what I'm focusing my time and energy on. And God has been faithful. It's been amazing. Even through COVID, we've seen amazing growth. Mm, that is good to hear. Well, really good to hear because you're right. You know, when darkness it comes upon us, it's our duty to become light and lighter and brighter in this world, not to cave to the darkness, not to seed the the airways with more negativity that's already going around. You can feel it. I have a book coming out soon and I talk about a vibe, a vibe. They have it classified as a noun because it just about everybody picks up on a vibe. So even the dictionary calls it a noun, that it's a real thing. And yet you can't feel it. Yet you can't see it, but you can catch a vibe. And so wouldn't it be nice for the people of God to be really, instead of kowtowing to the vibe of 
negativity and anger and all these other things that have been seeded that we start producing the vibe. We take control of the atmosphere. Yeah. And that's part of, that's part of what uh, this program's about is empowering our soul. How are we going to do that? And I think having a good vibe and my vibe is a Jesus vibe and I love Jesus Jews for Jesus. This is great. <laughs> so you guys are, are my, my people, yeah. but you know, having that right vibe, no matter what, you're not going to let somebody steal that from you. So go ahead, Pastor William. Oh, that's right. I just, wow. What a way to, what a way to add into all of this is that, that vibe, that vibe, you can't see it. You can't, but you feel it, you know, it's there and so forth. And I just sit there and I get all excited because, you know, that's the spirit of God. Yes. <laughs> That's what it is. And we we need to we need to get into the spirit and know that we were given the spirit. There were there were um, in the Old Testament, there were there were especially in the Torah, there were a few times the prophets would get into the spirit. And even even Saul at his worst went into the group of prophets and wound up prophesying. That was the spirit that took over. The, the spirit hovered over the earth. That was God's breath breathing over the earth. And he had to say, let there be light in order to put that sound in there so that we could have the word of God come forward. And would that 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 word of God is there to heal us. It's here to give us strength. It's here that it is the path we're to follow. We have the words of God. That will give us, if we say positive things, positive things happen. And if we start doing the ants, automatic negative thought, thoughts, we wind up with with uh, bad things in our life. We create our universe. Of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yes. so that's how the word, the world was created. And God wants us to live that way. We need to start using that. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I was just actually, as you were speaking, I was reminded that Paul, when he was Saul, the mighty apostle Paul, when he was Saul before uh, he was persecuting the Christians, what did God do? He knocked him off his high horse. He took away his physical blind sight, his, his physical eyesight. He, he blindsided him and he gave him spiritual eyes and he gave him a new name. And that's part of his new heart. And so, you know, when we were talking about the awakening and shakening, some people, you know, they're going to get knocked off their high horses. And I just pray that it can be a good thing. It can be because sometimes we've all been guilty of putting idols forward. We're not giving our prayer altars, our personal praise and worship to the Lord God, but we're putting all of our, our faith and confidence in our, in our business and our, in our reputations and our, um, all these things that man have created, all these man-made systems, and we, we've ignored our call to be that, that vibe producer, just like God was the vibe producer. He vibed the world, and it came into existence, and he brought light, and we put God in this little box for a Sunday checklist. Boom. I'm good. I'm saved. I got my ticket punched to heaven, and, and then go out in the world and be, be pitiful instead of powerful. We got to change the narrative here. So what... You're you're nodding with me here. What do you think there, Rabbi? Well, I think it's the time for passivity needs to come to an end and we need to be active. You know, the kingdom of God suffers violence. Uh, and that but it says the gates of hell can't prevail. I think we have the wrong idea that we're kind of uh waiting for the gate to be kicked in by the enemy when we should be advancing, when we should right. be kicking down those gates when we should be moving forward because in the, in the end, we have the only viable message. Uh, and that is that uh, there is a living God who has sent his son to bring life. And uh, where the, where the spirit of God is, there is liberty. And there I want to walk in that liberty. And I want to encourage everyone that's listening. There's a liberty available yes. uh, that, and, and you, 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 you set that tone by what comes out of your mouth, uh, by what you're ingesting with your ears and your, and your, and your eyes. Uh, I want to walk in that liberty. And in the darkest times, we can walk in that liberty. And it's, it's, it, I just think it's the most freeing thing. Uh, I lived in Russia for a number of years, Christy, and 
at a time when there was still a lot of fear. But when I had the opportunity to proclaim the gospel, I could feel the liberty. And it was shocking for people in concert halls and stadiums where uh, I had the opportunity to share. It was like this bubble was created. The whole vibe, as you say, changed. Yes, and we're vibe so, changers. It was so strikingly different. Yes. And it's dark, gloomy out there. And we're called to create that vibe. Amen. Not, not just live passively and, and make it by. Right. So when let, people, let's go. Let's go. Let's go, go by. Yes. Yeah. And people wonder, they say, how can you pray for 30 minutes, hour, two hours, whatever? Well, I'm sorry. I'm changing the vibe. <laughs> and, and, you, you got to jump on the bandwagon because we can't just sit around waiting for a little rapture moment. No, we're sent here for an assignment. You, and yes, it says the violent take it by force. That doesn't mean we're, force, we're being forceful against the people. That means we're taking it to the atmospheres where the battle really is because you take the battle to the spiritual and it shall manifest in the physical. It's yes. a spiritual principle. All right. So with that, I thank you so much, my dear brothers in Christ. And um, hopefully we can do this exchange again. And I might catch you when I'm out there in Phoenix. God bless. God bless. God bless you. Thank you again for tuning into The Soul Connection. Please join Dr. Christiane Lefferts again every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until our next show, find new ways this week and every week to make your own soul connections.